Happy New Year, Chris Slight. Thanks, Gwen Frey. It is the year of our Lord, 2018, and here we are still, Chris Slight and Gwen Frey, Gwen Frey and Chris Slight, recording podcasts, talking about video games. We are not dead. I don't know what we're going to talk about today. There's a lot of random things going on that we could talk about. Yeah, what like what, Gwen? Steam does this thing each year where they release the like top grossing games on Steam. Oh, yeah, you sent me this. We actually talked... Wow, it's, it's weird that we've reached like a year since things happened, purely just on the basis yeah, that we- I'm like, I, remember, I actually now remember talking about this last year, and it doesn't feel yeah. like a year. Wow, that's gone yeah. fast. Jesus. But yeah, so in terms of like most of these, I would say are reasonably... Are these put in order? Like, are they put in order of like... No, no, no. They're put in sections. So there's platinum and then gold and then silver. But within silver and gold and stuff, I don't think we know which one's the best. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... I mean, there's a couple on there that surprised me. Why the hell is Euro Truck Simulator 2 on this list? That's insane. Gwen, the ride never ends. The fun never ends. (laughs) Beep, beep. God, what... Jump aboard. I don't understand. Dude, I do not understand the market. I don't get it. Euro Truck Simulator. Gwen, before I graduated to American Truck Simulator, Euro Truck Simulator <laughs> 2 is where I lived and breathed. The reason Euro Truck Simulator 2 is still going and it's still making so much money is they're still releasing so much content for that game. And also there's such a big... Uh, like, people have modded multiplayer into that game. And that's a huge community. There are people that run radio stations within that game that you can, like, tune into and listen while yeah part of the online community there's trucker radio stations and the whole thing exists i had no idea yeah that's i should look into this i didn't realize there was like a whole thing here there is it really sprung up like in the last i feel like in the last couple of years around euro truck simulator 2 like american truck simulator came out and it feels like people have stuck with euro truck simulator 2 like i don't engage with any of the online stuff to do with it so when American Truck came out, I was like, cool, I'll just get the new one. Because I only play mm-hmm. it on my own and I'm good to go. But uh, yeah, Euro Truck Simulator 2 is, especially with the advent of, the advent of streaming, but with streaming of it becoming more and more popular, more and more streamers have been streaming themselves playing Euro Truck Simulator 2. It's still a niche. It's a niche within a niche within a niche. But the niche has grown. To the point where, I, like, it's on this list. It's like, it's, it's still making cash. Head. That's insane, man. Mm. That's insane. Mm. You're a truck. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't think anything in, the, like, the Platinum surprises me. Ark, H1Z1, PUBG, of course, Rocket League. This is all pretty standard. I didn't realize people were playing. I mean, purely because I guess all I did was see the critical reception to uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which was sort of mixed to be like yeah it's fine and i didn't realize it was such a big deal but i I even put out a tweet the other day saying uh what games weren't in people's game of the year list that i should play and someone replied saying uh ghost recon wildlands i was like really he's like yeah ton of fun if you play with other people and that is a platinum seller i didn't realize that uh Warframe, that's the free-to-play sort of online shooter thing. That's another one that's kind of grown, I would say, in time. Like, it's been a grower. Yeah. I mean, how do you count them as... I wonder how they count them as top sellers. That's what I mean, yeah. Because this game came out in 2013 and it's free-to-play. It's by gross revenue. 
So people are spending money in Warframe. Yeah, I, I can only assume so. Like I said, this is a 2013 game, but I still <clears throat> haven't got around to playing. But the community, it feels like one of those games that the developers persisted with and made better mm-hmm. and worked on over time. And it's grown and grown and grown. And it's another one of those games that you see, I guess because it's free to play, it's easy to access, and you see streamers streaming it. And I don't know if there's a definite correlation between streamers streaming it, but when I see these lists, some of these games, I'm like, I see this being streamed a lot. Like, even though it's not a new game, I still see people playing Warframe. Like, The Witcher 3 is in there. And that came out a few years ago, but I still see people streaming that game on the reg. And that encourages, like, little boosts in sales i'd imagine i don't know but maybe it's interesting to me the the divergence between what the press talks about and what people actually buy and Mm. what people actually play like because those three things don't have as much over like they overlap a little um but like when was the last time anybody from gamma sutra or polygon wrote about warframe yeah no i agree you you don't see it And, and i'm sure warframes dropped new content every time they drop new content there's nobody talks about it in general the press doesn't talk about like mmos dropping a huge new expansion as much as they talk about brand new shiny thing which might be like the and and this goes into other things like uh people who uh, play warframe care deeply every time there's a new expansion of warframe people who don't um people in the press are usually like we're we're people who they you know like they're like game developers they play so many games they uh want something new and shiny and different and unique and so the the things that they're interested in are going to be like new shiny unique different not expansion to existing game they've already probably put a lot of time into Mm. you know what is interesting because you've mentioned gamma sutra polygon talking about warframe like yesterday they both seemingly just because i'm looking at warframe and top stories Mm -hmm. warframe gamma sutra polygon both have an article on warframe Gamma Sutras is titled How Warframe Built a Collaborative Free-to-Play Economy. Polygons is titled How Warframe Built an Ethical Free-to-Play Economy. It's like, huh, what press release went out that (laughs) (laughs) has inspired you to both write exactly the same article? Oh, yeah. You do those press releases and you basically do the work for the... Yeah. they, they, I mean, you can look up how how to sell your game and they're like, okay, the first thing you gotta do is realize that especially when... Like over the holidays when people are traveling and they don't have time to write stuff, yeah. write the articles for them. Give them <laughs> as many taglines as you can. Mm. Like basically write your press release exactly how you want them to print it and they might just do it. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Which is kind of funny. But yeah, anyway, sorry, I just <clears> noticed <throat> that. I was like, huh, that's weird. It's <laughs> like, an odd coincidence. That's strange. Yeah. I bet a bunch of other people had the same exact thoughts yeah. with just slightly different slightly wording. Slightly different wording on completely different websites. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five. God damn. Do they even need to make Grand Theft Auto Six at this stage? That's in Platinum Sellers. Sorry for the listeners that aren't just looking at this list like me. Like, <laughs> they're making so much money off of Grand Theft Auto Five. That has been in the top selling games for years like just mm-hmm. retail top selling games that has been con- reasonably consistently in the top 10 are you looking at top seller oh yeah Platinum you are. Sellers. yeah sorry five. i missed it yeah 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 um yeah uh i mean that's uh they're probably gonna make more of those chris slight well they probably <laughs> I mean, are but do, do you, the fact that like you will see like i will say it's stuff like uh fifa is always a consistent seller but there is a brand new fifa game out every year 
But Grand Theft Auto V, people are buying Grand Theft Auto V, like, over and over and over. I know it's got a big online component, so that, and mm. they drop new content for that pretty regularly. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's not crazy, but it's sort of, it's interesting that that came out so long ago, and yet it's still so vital. And people are still, like, it's still not reached that point where it's like, everyone's bought Grand Theft Auto V. And it hasn't reached that point enough that it's consistently in the top ten. For years. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of sales. That. that is a lot of sales. I mean, what always throws me is I'll, um, you look at the, uh, what's, Sergey puts out these graphs of like what games are doing well and how many hours people are putting in different games and things. Um, the, the guy that runs Steam Spy. Uh, mm. But he always clips um, Dota 2. And every now and then he's like, oh, and of course, here it is with Dota 2. And then you realize half the fucking people on Steam are playing Dota 2. Yeah. Like, half of them. It's crazy. Like, it's insane. Uh, do you know what? Do you want to know, just... as of November 2017, how many copies Grand Theft Auto V has apparently sold across all platforms? Did you just Google it? I how did. many has it sold? Yeah. 85 million. Jesus. <laughs> That's so much. <laughs> I wonder how that... That's... Yeah, man. Yeah, that's like, Whew. that's their cash cow. Yeah, apparently. It's like keeps rock. I mean, Rockstar needs, Whew. Rockstar is massive now. They yeah. need that money rolling in. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's like, you're, it's like with, I think, I don't know what else Take-Two publish as well. Like, Well, it becomes actually a problem at some point if like, so Take-Two owns 2K and Rockstar and oh, okay. they need to yeah, own, see they, yeah. they need to own enough stuff that like if Rockstar becomes... 90 percent of the revenue for take two mm. then rockstar kind of owns take two <laughs> yeah. like take two can own them but <clears throat> Ro- like you can't push around somebody who is 90 percent of your revenue no. right it's actually kind of scary if you let somebody get that big and so take two is actually in a position of constantly trying to spin up something else to balance out their portfolio i mean they've got but they have 2k games yeah that's they've what got... i said they've got 2k games and they've got 2k sports and 2k sports at the very least has the nba like the nba title which is even bigger than the ea sports nba title so it's got that going for it another thing they've done is take two spun up a, a kind of indie label oh really i must have missed that somewhere yeah it it was kind of quiet kind of went under the radar mm. um it's their uh it's called private division it's just a lot of a lot of these big triple a companies are trying to move into publishing indie games yeah um and they want you'll get you'll see this also with ea originals and with um you know the, there's these ma- these big publishers um see the market as there's huge games like what you see with um gta mm. That, that crush and do super well. And then there's this indie market. There's these kind of smaller games that um, have, they take away less money to invest in and they have massive return, ROI, massive returns for the small amount of money that's invested. And they want to get into that as well. Um, so it's interesting to see like a major company like EA or Take-Two trying to move into this kind of realm of niche indie games and how they're trying to to their different strategies for working with different groups mm. um these big companies are afraid of getting left behind in this world where everybody wants these kind of like artisanal little indie games mm. um so they want to get into that market 
they were going to uh, show things at different conferences and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, if you wanted to make your game, but it was, like, projected in the same way, but with EA's money. Oh, dude. Yeah. Everything's better with money. Right? <laughs> Just get people to look at it would, be, I guess, be the main thing that you can do with that money and that sort of machine that can get behind you and be like, oh, we know where to put all the things. <laughs> people yeah. will listen because it's us. It's scary if they actually pull it off, though, because, I mean, the second they pull it off, like, we're fucked, right? <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> it seems crazy. I, I just, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of games that the, all, all of these in the Platinum thing make sense to me for seeing them streamed. Like, these are all games that are regularly on the front page of Twitch in their sort of biggest games. So, except for Ghost Recon Wildlands, that really isn't one I regularly notice up there but i guess that though clearly that well, has I mean, carved out is, its own thing this is not the games people are playing the most it's the games that made the most money so maybe they've just got like a really good microtrans yeah situation potentially yeah, yeah but mm. uh yeah it's not it's at all surprised list. gold is civ 6 by the way still on there <laughs> yeah, yeah still on there was on there last year too fucking love you for axis man <laughs> One Keep day, one day, it. Gwen, you will, uh, you will be at Firaxis and you'll get uh, some sort see. of guest animation or something. No, I, I will never works. go work there. I will never do it because that would ruin the games, man. It's true, it'd ruin the magic. That wouldn't be your would. safe place to hide. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, there's a lot of things that are not on this list. I mean, we're just looking at the top sellers on Steam, mm. right? You're not taking into account, like, Nintendo crushed it this year. It really did. Uh, like, uh, and if you consider nintendo then maybe we should really consider the open world single player game is not suffering seemingly uh, not i mean if you say the if you see the witcher freeze in the platinum list and that's a free year old game off the top of my head zelda sold incredibly well along with the <laughs> switch that was sort of if you got a switch you were buying it to play zelda mm-hmm. and that thing yeah that's just single player mario odyssey um Obviously, in the gold, even here, you'll see Nier Automata, you'll see, um, there's, oh, Fallout 4. Wow, still mm. in the gold for this year. Yeah. So there's hunger. There's hunger for those kinds of bigger open world games. XCOM 2 in silver. That's an older game as well. Like City Skylines. So, yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. People, again, streaming and people talking and hype and stuff. Mm. Same thing with Planet Coaster. Um, I'm I've just tickled that Cuphead made silver, man. I'm so happy for that team. That game's done very well. It's doing so well. Yeah, I bought it recently, actually, just because it's a game I know my girlfriend would enjoy playing. Despite how I'm like, it's gonna be hard, and I'm probably not gonna enjoy it. I know she will, and I'm like, well, we got two Xbox controllers. (laughs) It's something we can play. I can be dragged (laughs) along by her as the game, (laughs) like plays itself almost from my point of view but it's a beautiful game that's done very well it is it it knows what it is it's polarizing because we're um i mean it's not secret i'm on the panel that's uh evaluating the the dice animation awards yes cuphead is a game we talk about i can imagine the animation is Um, uh very good if not central to that game it's so different like how can you possibly evaluate cuphead next to horizon zero dawn Mm. it's just like this is apples and oranges i don't know like i have to pick one to be my favorite and i'm like frozen yeah it's i mean they're so different 
Yeah, Cuphead. I mean, like I say, Cuphead is very much hinged on its art style and its animation. That's the main Completely draw. Completely perfect execution of pre-Disney animation. Mm. Like, perfect. Yeah. and Sorry. Yeah, I imagine that's probably <laughs> a really hard choice. Because, I mean, the animation in Horizon Zero Dawn is no slouch. I've been playing that no. game as I've referenced, and it's really like, good. Tech, tech animators fucking wet dream right there, right? Like, giant, yeah, just beautifully done yeah the robot dinosaurs are tech animation oh, it's, it's seriously the more i play that game the more fun i have of it like i'm never i never like hunting in a video game like oh by the way that is yet another example of open world yeah big open world game that's single player like there's no i'm not playing online with anyone for that that's just me going around exploring that world and it, yeah. oh, it's such a cool world like oh it's really it's really good <laughs> that game like it's it's yeah, really well I done. I actually agree. Mm. Yeah. It's a hard choice, man. There's a lot of hard choices this year. This is an incredibly great year to be an animator or into animation and tech animation. This year, like between that, the the just the the motion matching and the the work that the intense tech animation work that's going into something like For Honor. Um Yeah, or, that was like that kind of for me, that game came out and it got a lot of press just before and when it came out, but it kind of fell a little under the radar for me personally. But I mean it's a gold seller on Steam, so it's obviously still doing well for itself. And yeah, that was the animations were kind of crucial to that game because the whole <laughs> combat system is based around the preciseness of those animations. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a technical achievement for sure. Uh it, it's it's something anime tech animators geek out about that game. It's got to be a really, a you know, this is probably a subject for another day, but in the series that will become known as explaining it to Chris. But like <laughs> I love those. Everyone loves those actually. <laughs> All my friends are like Chris asks the weirdest and best questions. This is the ton of stuff I don't understand. Like I was just thinking about it's like Man, how difficult, because I just know it based on, like, how it feels when I'm playing it, in terms of, oh, this feels perfect. Like, and a lot of that has got to be tied into animations happening at exactly the right time. Like Dark Souls. I mean, if, if all of that stuff doesn't happen perfectly on time, that game doesn't work in the way mm. it should, because you are balancing everything based on the tells that this enemy is giving you and that your controls are going to be perfect so that, that's yeah. got to be and there, there's it's different rare. strategies like it get that it gets that spot on to the point where you talk about like yeah that that's perfect a lot of the um a lot of the games with the best or that are pushing tech animation the most or games people wouldn't expect like fifa and sports titles tend to be the front runners for physics like uh, physically driven animation and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, if you're looking at just like any game where you have frame counting, <laughs> so like the various uh, Mortal Kombat's and things like that, yeah, where, uh, where tend that to be is super extremely important. crucial. Mm. Like your game and your animation, your animator and your designer are like one. Yeah, of one mind, be, right? Like for the because I know through working with XSplit. I have met a bunch of people that are super deep in the fighting game community. So, like, mm -hmm. uh, a guy called Spooky works uh, with XSplit. And he's, like, a, a pillar in that community. And 
a bunch of other people that are in in that company and that, like i i don't know if you think about because it must be something high level players do think about that kind of how exact the animation and everything needs to be like the technical animation side of stuff because this is just stuff i don't understand right like i'm like mm. but you know when you play it you feel that it's perfect that's got to be yeah, tough well it- I mean, to be fair, for a game like Mortal Kombat, that is the entirety of the game. Right, that's right? what I'm saying. Like that's is making sure that the hitbox is exactly aligned and is exactly where you want it to be and hits it exactly to and changing the frames of an animation, like removing a frame, oh, like... make makes a punch just enough faster okay. to change the balance for a game that that's that's that twitch. So it's like, clutch. Isn't is technical animation then in this sense and animation in general? Like as esports grows bigger, surely that's going to be more and more and more and more and more important. Well, I mean, or am I goes... right or wrong? I don't know. No, I mean everything. It always depends. Not just on the game. that, but in, you know what I mean. <laughs> in the case of Mortal Kombat, what you'll get is like uh, you give your designers the ability to literally delete frames of your animation, mm. and then and then you're constantly like going back and they'll be like i deleted these to make it feel better but i want the arm out more and, and there's it's just a lot of collaborating it's not really technical animation where you're seeing more um interesting tech animation yeah. usually be something that's either they're doing something cool with physics like motion or sorry they're, they're doing something cool with physics like fifa would where you're getting like uh things where animation will get physical um where your leg has to drive towards hitting the ball and then the body has to figure out how to get updated after that and, and different things like that um or another example of tech animation would be just interesting new ways to figure out blending and motion matching or another tech animation thing would probably be um uh more and more you're seeing uh live mocap so things where your iphone is like recording your face um I think we're going to see a lot of innovation on things like that where you can games. I think we might see a return of the game. That's kind of an MMO that's casual where people are just kind of like talking and hanging out, except now rather than being an avatar, well, you'll still be an avatar, but your avatar will actually have facial expressions mapped to what you're currently doing. Yeah. I mean, there's been, and I've noticed it on Twitch and it's awful to watch because it's just people being dicks all day, but there's this VR chat room thing. Where it seems like a million unlicensed characters that you can look like. And it's just people standing in a room being weird. I've clicked on it and been like, oh god, this is horrible. But that is a thing that exists now. Just a chat room where people are... Where you have McCree from Overwatch hanging around with like an anime character. And it's like, oh, Yeah, Jesus. you know that's going to get bigger too, right? Yeah. Like, definitely. I mean, it, it just is... Anytime you give people the ability to, like, nah, I'm a weird cartoon, like, give people an avatar, especially if they can have some kind of power fantasy or something where they're like, oh, now I'm I'm me, but, you know, with big muscles and guns and shit, and I can, you know, go around and uh, I can, I'm Godzilla and I can crush buildings or some shit. Like, there's, like there's, that's games. This games, but, like, now that fantasy element of it with online VR... Because other people mm-hmm. are reacting to you looking like the thing that you're projecting. And it's rudimentary compared to the fantasy that you have, which is the holodeck in Star Trek. But, like, mm-hmm. it's still kind of like you see the idea of it and you're like, 
that's kind of crazy. Like, people are looking at me and I look like uh, Tracer right now. Like, when this person looks at me, they see Tracer. And I'm talking, so it's just like a dude's voice coming out. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's getting yeah, there with that kind have- of stuff. I wonder, someday we'll have company meetings and it's like, I won't even have to put on makeup or anything. I'll just put on my VR headset. I'll project like perfectly, you know, perfect Gwen or not even. I'll just be Tracer at a meeting. Yeah. I'll just be sitting in a meeting with other people from around the world. I'll be Tracer. It's kind of weird that it's like, because I mean, you've got that film Ready Player One coming out, which is the idea of the online VR world that people go into and live another life and do Mm -hmm. whatever you want and it's kind of like you look at that vr chat room thing and it's like well this is a super 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 basic version of that and i say super basic it's probably really technologically advanced that this can even happen but like oh this this is all gonna move quickly that's what i mean like it feels like it already is like we're about to i yeah i think we're at the I suspect this is actually going to move faster than people think. Everyone's saying, like, VR, AR is, like, 10 years out. Mm. And uh, and for a lot of this stuff, like what you're describing, maybe, yeah, sure. But for the things that are, um, like, AR is already on your phone. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before this this is just too useful and too good not to take off pretty quickly. I was playing around with uh, the Pixel 2, the new Google phone. Mm-hmm. And it's just got, a, it's just AR, but with the little Star Wars things they've got. Little stickers you can put into a video. <laughs> but it's, yeah. like, good. Like, they interact, like, you drop a porg, like a bunch of porgs on the floor. And yeah, Forrest dropped a porg at work. I saw the porg. It's cool, right? Like, they're on the floor. Cool. That's what I was, the main thing. I was like, it's not like Pokemon Go, <laughs> where you're like, it's kind of just hovering in existence like it's not standing on something it's like no that thing is on the floor it is interacting with the floor correctly and when i get close to it it reacts and if i drop bb8 in there bb8's interacting with porgs and they're looking at each other and doing stuff and running around it's like this is kind of really good and it's like (laughs) and if it can like i mean apple showed off their stuff with the iphone 10 with the the big thing being that which is like yeah it's ar and yeah you've all seen ar but now it properly interacts with your world because of the way our cameras work it's like so that technology and i've said it before but i still remember when i did uh i hosted the vr um the vr summit for the london games festival and, you know, I was woefully unprepared and maybe not the right man for that job. But I think I did a damn good job because they brought me back the next year. But <laughs> I was... That was a good aside there, Chris Light. Don't worry. But I, when I was interviewing one guy and we were... The whole... One of these panels, because this was an all-day event. One of these panels was about augmented reality. And when he said, like, put an overlay over your car engine and it will show you how to repair your car like yep. rudimentary thing he was like that's something i want to design like you 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 have your phone and you're looking at your phone and that has put an overlay over your engine it's like a little graphic will pop up like pull this bit out and do this with it and it's like shit that because I, I you only think of video games like in my head i'm like i think of video games but something like oh, that no. i'm like whoa that's like crazy useful and if it works with the technology like if i can have a porg interact correctly with the floor 
I can have an overlay of an engine interact correctly with the engine. Yeah. Crazy. And it's not just that. It's it anything that you would Google now, anything that... It, there are so many times when an overlay will be useful when you can just pull out your phone and, and figure out, like, you're out somewhere, you don't have a measuring cup, and you need to know how many ounces of liquid you have. Yes. Or, like, anything you can think of. And I, I think this is a really good time for students to be learning, to be having 3D degrees i know we feel like there's too many fucking game students it's yeah. a constant conversation these fucking colleges are making all these 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 game students and there's no jobs but i'm like you don't realize that vr and ar is so much more than games yeah it's the internet will be 3d like this is coming this is inevitable mm. interfaces will be 3d this is we will no longer use keyboards and mouse. There will be a new thing. Someone is inventing a new thing that is the next keyboard, the next mouse, the next the next interface that is in 3D. Well, I mean, even like, right now, just using like the Oculus touch controls or the Vive, its touch controls, you quite rapidly, like in relation to how long you think it would take, get used to those things being your hands. Because you're yeah. using a finger and a thumb to like move stuff around and then you're like, oh, well, this is just how I'm interacting now, like click with trigger finger is my hand grabbing a thing, which feels not unnatural. And you're like, bloop. So there's already little things that you're like, wow, okay, we're getting there. Yeah, man, it's not the porg on the floor that's going to change the world. It's the overlay of the of your car engine. It's the ability, it's the knowledge and the ability to, to have information anytime. Yeah. And uh, it, it's the new, the inevitable new 3D internet. That's what's going to push these units. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. There are little things like you can use the camera. I think I saw this on the iPhone 10. It might be on the Pixel as well. Like you were saying, like you can use that as a measuring tape because of how accurate it is in terms of projecting something onto a wall and I guess just scanning its environment, whatever the fuck it's doing. And you can use that to measure what, like, a wall or, like, a painting or something and be like, oh, it's that big. Cool. Every, I mean, the obvious things, I can tell you the obvious things that I've seen people working with is, like, um, I don't know how many companies right now are spinning up uh, VR and AR stuff for um, interior decorating. Yeah. Uh, being able oh. to, to figure out if, uh, if, you're, if you buy this IKEA sofa, will it fit here? Yeah. What will it look like here? What how let me change the colors let me interior decorate and just see like scan my phone over the room and see how it'll look when i move things around oh, that's a so lot of useful. people are working on that like especially a in a world people, where we buy everything online now yup a lot of people are working on uh various fitness stuff everybody's trying to figure out how to bring like because there's this there's a lot of money in like fitbit and crap like that yes. and so things like use your phone to scan to just hover it over your plate and see how many calories are in this oh food my God. Uh, VR, uh, I have a friend that's working at Verzoom. They're a company that uh, they put on a, a VR headset and it's connected to a bike and uh, you can pretend that you're doing the Tour de France I've and it'll just that. happen. Yeah, I've seen that at some games conventions, like that, a few games conventions last year. I think it may well have been them that they had a stand and it was like, you could do that or you could like be right. Be there was unicorn on, Yeah, unicorn sky. flying. It was the same could, thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's cool like <laughs> it's little things like that that you're like ah it's and i don't you forget man, i don't know if 2018 is the year but it's we're we're moving that way Dude, man. it's very quickly it's to the point now where like i'm genuinely like i still can't afford to throw the money at it 
but like VR, you can get an Oculus Rift headset now. Like they're doing this bundle with touch controllers and the headset for I think it's like three hundred and fifty dollars. And it's like that's getting into the realm where you can view Not it. Not worth it. No, no, but it's have them. Uh, I, I, the cool shit's gonna be the shit that's the shit that's gonna catch on. And, and okay, so the platform that always gets the best stuff is the platform that gets out there in front of the most people. Because as soon as you've got nobody's gonna make stuff for awesome stuff for VR headsets until there's a bunch of VR headsets out there, but. People will make awesome AR VR stuff for a mobile device because everybody's got a fucking phone. Yeah. And so it it's like the the chicken or the egg thing, right? There's nothing awesome. There's no awesome killer app pushing these VR headsets out there. Mm. Um so people aren't buying them, so nobody will make an awesome killer app for it. Yeah, I guess. But you. phones are everywhere. Um and that's why you're seeing that's why a lot of the innovation and a, a lot of people are making different AR VR stuff for for mobile devices. That's why you're getting those the fucking porgs. That's why all the um the people I know that are uh working in VR AR stuff on these apps I'm talking about are almost all doing it for with the intention of being on a mobile device. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. And like you said, that that the example of the porg thing, I mean that's like that was just like a free sticker that you got with your Google <laughs> thing. But it, it was it was definitely like you say, because you've already got the phone, they show you that and you instantly think, Ooh, what else could it do that's like better than me just looking at some porgs and some stormtroopers? Like mm-hmm. this could do some crazy shit if this works. Like this could do some really cool stuff that with this supercomputer you carry around all the time. So it's like constantly connected supercomputer that you carry around all the time. Like it's crazy, yeah, the, dude. Twenty eighteen is gonna be a killer fucking year. I think so. For like, we, like between the the what's going on in animation, just the 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 sheer we didn't even talk about like the explosion of incredible indie games that came out last year and how many awesome indie games are coming out in 2018 and yeah just oh god the ar and vr is finally starting to click along especially in the mobile devices we're starting to get um i i just think the future looks really bright right now i just think there's so much cool shit going on mm. in in our world you can't i find i can easily forget that technology is constantly advancing in that way in different areas because i'm so focused on like video games like i'm well aware of what graphics cards are doing in pcs like consumer grade graphics cards and the what the xbox one x has got inside of it and all that stuff but you kind of don't think about like oh what's shit doing for like like you say like interior decorating or like health or (laughs) stuff like that you're suddenly (laughs) like oh shit yeah everything's getting better all the time like in terms of people developing new technology for the consumer it's yeah yeah the games will the games will come out on the platforms that people are buying for more logical reasons yeah that's the way like why was the ps2 massive it wasn't because people bought it for the games it was because people bought it for the dvd player yeah had that built in it was the cheapest dvd player you could buy at the time yeah Uh, that's just how it is Mm. i I think sense and I, i will say you mentioned really cool indie games coming out two things i'm super excited for and they're both along the animal friends line there's a the untitled goose game which have you seen that yes i have fuck i want to play that game so bad like (laughs) oh my god that looks like that looks like as if someone had just gone here's a video game for you and i was like (laughs) thank you yeah that game looks so goofy i love it that that and raccoons when that comes out uh, 
So I see you uh, You choose your favorite video games based on Twitter. I do. Twitter gifts. Twitter gifts. There's a lot for me, you are, but animals. You are the, you are exactly the fucking millennial. You, this is the, the everybody talks about how do we reach the gamers these reach days. These guys. It Cute looks like gifts. all we have to do is make looping gifs. Dude. Yeah. They've got some fucking fun ass looking animals in them. And I'm like, I, I love cute animals. I love them. If you throw a friendly little friend into a game or a cheeky friend, I'm like, fuck, I am sold. Both of those games are like that. Like, I see a little raccoon running around <laughs> with, like, a bin lid on his head, like, <laughs> chasing a dude. I'm like, oh, my God. See, those are the games. I always imagine those games look really cool on Twitter and then don't sell very well because, personally, I don't buy them. No. Like, I don't. I like, I, I saw a million gifts of Goat Simulator, but I didn't buy Goat Simulator. Goat Sim- you know what I mean? Yeah, Goat Simulator looked. I mean, even to me, I was like, it looks stupid. Like, it's not for me. Like, it's for the, it's for YouTubers. Like, the point of those simulator games was like, look at this crazy game. Whereas the Goose game and Raccoon. No, the Goose game looks like it could actually be a decent yeah. puzzle game, maybe. Like, yeah. the, they both look like I'm gonna, they, it's, they've got more of a heart to them than, uh, and that's just all based in the animation and the art style. Like oh, yeah. the way the goose yeah. moves and the little the, he's interacting and he's super cheeky and then like his head will pop out of a bush like Ooh, like he looks out and I'm like these are such little dicks too it's perfect I know like oh <laughs> I like great it looks fucking wonderful and I'm like yeah that again it's not gonna be the game that I'm like game of the year unless it really mm-hmm. fucking pulls out of the bag but like for like <laughs> me playing that for like a day or a couple of days it's like fuck yeah I I'm gonna have such a Hopefully, I'm gonna have such a fun, happy experience with that. So yeah, those are those are a couple of indie games I am looking forward like, to in 2018. I, I just got my key to Garagoa, so I'm gonna go play the shit out of that. That's my. That's know. already out. I don't even you can know buy what that, that is. right now. What is that game? Oh, it's a just pretty. I I've intentionally not looked in, into too much about it because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. It's just a it's a really cool looking puzzle game. Garagoa. Like. Yeah, I'll spell it out in Skype after this. Yes, please, because I'm just getting Garagoa. a town in Colombia. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm, like, mm, I'm probably no. pronouncing it wrong. Maybe <laughs> we might have to look this up later. But uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of really cool little, like, amazing little indie games yeah, right now. There's some fun looking stuff that are exciting. Out. Yeah, 2018 is gonna be good. I'm looking forward to yes. all the things that are gonna happen and all the things we're gonna do in this year as well, Gwen. There's a lot of shit that we can't even talk about that should hopefully be fun. When it happens. Yeah, I'm excited for the rising star of Chris Light. I'll say that for sure. I'm fucking excited about the rising star of Gwen Frey. Just people fucking wait. Gwen's just busy. Yeah, but eventually. Everyone knows what I'm doing. I broadcast my shit. (laughs) When it's done, Gwen. I spend most of my time getting people, trying to get people to care about what I'm doing. You spend most of your time like, I can't talk about this yet, but shit, man. We'll see. Hopefully. And then I'll be spending all my time trying to get people to care about shit, but we'll, uh, (laughs) we'll see. All right. Well, it's been great chatting with you, Chris Light. You too, Gwen Frey. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box.